Please be advised, the following program contains some adult themes and content. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Dane Swan, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, good evening and welcome to yet another edition of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. Yes, it's that time of the week again. Happy Tuesday, everybody. It is time for the Jack Link's Beef Jerky. Asterisk, I've got news on that. Jack Link's Beef Jerky, 365 Days of Sport Radio Show. And Melbourne, we're in lockdown, including the Southern FM studios, because we're back to the bad old days of me and Rob being in different studios. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, and here I am. Yes, I was, you I was in a mild panic because I was doing an off, off-air test, and I couldn't hear myself. But uh, right. you see, there's pros and cons of the separate studio for me, Beef. I think there's a lot more cons than there are pros, Well, but the, well, the, but the pros, the main major one for me is that when you start doing your mental accents, especially the American one where you're in a state of exasperation and you... Yeah. I don't think you, people can quite tell how loud you are. Oh, really? It, it, it is like being physically accosted, the Good. volume of, yep. of the beef man at times, so this gives me some separation at least. Anyway, here we are, lockdown again, once again. I, I'm fully COVIDed today. I got the... I mean, uh, sorry, no, I'm not... Excuse I, me? Yeah, I'm, as of today, I'm completely infected and I've been... And I'm you, just here. No, 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 no. Did no. you go to an engagement uh, party I, I'm on the weekend? <laughs> COVID. Well, I thought it was St Kilda East. So uh, the Jewish one was St Kilda East Jewish Party. kind of... And the other party was the... Uh, there's a Northcote one I heard about too, no, yeah. No, no. St Kilda East and Caulfield kind of border each other, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. So, big Jewish area, so... Yeah. Uh, but yeah. They, it was an Orthodox party of some description. It was an engagement party, wasn't it? It was an engagement party. And the one... Uh, it, I heard there was a Northcote party as well. Right, okay. Yeah. You didn't, hear, you didn't hear about that? Uh, well, I wasn't invited. I well, and, it wasn't us. I try and avoid the news, to be honest, Rob, nowadays. Yeah, I don't watch it too much. Much. I didn't get the chance today because I had to try and watch a movie. Didn't quite finish it. Whoa! But I got the gist of it. Okay, it yeah, yeah. should be a good, uh, good, good, good. I'm looking forward today. to that. Uh, but just to be clear, I was saying people, I'm, I'm COVID vaccinated today. Fully, fully vaxxed, double, fully waxed, double Pfizered. Yeah, yeah. Awesomely relaxed. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. I got the um, got a bit of a dead b- arm. bit of dead arm. That's it. Yeah. No, but no worse than the last one. Good. I feel I'm quite well built in terms as a as a, really? as a human is the way I've been constructed. Okay. No, not too many ailments. My by and uh, large. Not okay. Timothy goes well, wrong. I'm talking about ailments, Rob. Um, oh, Can you believe beef, this? Man. What's what's next? I've got gout, man. Oh, what? I know, I've got gout. Came on um, during the night, not last, the night before. Unbelievable. What? I don't know why. I must be stressed, Rob. Why do you, you don't seem so? Well, you never seem stressed. You always seem the same. <laughs> I, don't the know. I don't know what it is, but I've yeah. got gout. Oh, it's in no, the top beef. of my foot again, in like between the ankle and the foot. It's, oh, oh. I'm, on the, I'm on the drugs. I'm on the drugs. I'm on the drugs. Killer of Phoenix. I'm not on that drug. I'm just no, some no, that one did some serious damage. That yeah, yeah, I would hope not. Uh, well, that's a shame, beef. Tell me about it. No, I, I do believe in you. I believe you'll get through it again. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it's one of your worst ones. No, if you're no, here. I'm, I'm living it. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like anyway. Talk, it's not one tell us about your... you put you to tears. No, no, no. Tell us about your ailments. Well, I haven't really got this. Is my point. I think I'm quite a well constructed oh, person. Is that it? I never get sick. I never really. Um, I, I, I don't need too much sleep. Um, I can still drink quite a lot. <laughs> quite and, a lot. And, and get away with it. Most of the time, right. it's probably just starting to catch up with me a little bit now, having to back it down. Uh, when uh, you get to and 40, by the way, uh, sorry, just, just, just. By the way, um, I did hear some commercials beforehand discouraging irresponsible drinking. I agree with that. Yeah. However, I do it responsibly. I feel drink responsibly. People. Yeah, yeah. Pace drink yourself responsibly. Lo- lo- 
lots over a long time. So then you spread your string it. You string it out. You see, you just hit a nice little medium. Session, session. Yeah, yeah. Don't 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 go in there and just go for a massive bender like smashing like five beers in an hour. Oh, schoolboy error. Yeah, schoolboy error. So um, there's my non-ailments beef. Um, I sleep well. That's the key, Rob. Drink lots of water. Sleep well. Yeah, I'm not an embarrassingly poor athlete. Um, Yeah. You say that. A few tricks up on this. Embarrassingly <laughs> poor. Now, let's do a recount of the athletic oh, prowess uh, of the 365 Days of Sport duo, shall we? Yeah. So we do, now, who did the BMR? You did, Rob. Who was put up in a training session against one of the highest caliber female athletes in Australia yep. and blitzed there by about 80 meters in a 400 meter lap? You did very well, Rob. Yeah. And who broke? Almost broke eight minutes. Almost. The, the, well, the beer mile. we did say 8.30, so, I mean, no, it uh, broke uh, the limit that we put up. By miles. By miles, exactly 8.01, right. I think. And someone yeah. tried to tell me that I had a two-second uh, buffer or something, and it was a 7.50. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, but that. you did very well, Rob. I didn't succeed in the boxing. You got but, in the ring, though? But I can't, and I can you punch. You did the training. Yeah. Put in. And, uh, I've, and who's already had uh, getting it done in 2021? 75, all right? Yeah. So, if you're in a question, in my capacity, I'm aware that you're a professional cricketer, <laughs> but your axe throwing didn't work out. Former professional cricketer. And um, now you're, you're a broken man. I am very um, broken. Who don't do one shot off his legs <laughs> with a very small backswing, <laughs> accelerates through with the wrist, and that's where all the power all comes from. It's all about bat speed, Rob. It's all yeah. about bat speed. It's all you need. Hey, I oh. did mention at the top of the show, we've got some Jack Link's news. Oh. We haven't had Jack Link's news for a long time. No. But the show may not be called the Jack Link's Beef Jerky 365 Days of Sports show anymore. What? It might be called the Jack Link's Ham Jerky. Oh, ham. Ham Jerky. Well, Turkey jerky was one time discussed by, by uh, Jeff Parling, of course. Yeah, he loves a former English rugby captain. Rugby captain and uh, former Wallaby coach. I don't think he's in the Wallaby uh, coaching right. makeup at the moment. But, okay. uh, no, Jack Links in the past week have just launched into Australia and New Zealand ham jerky with a maple and brown sugar glaze. Oh, that sounds enticing. Slow cooked and hickory mm. wood smoked. Okay, yeah. Made in New Zealand, again, yep. nothing but the best pigs mm. going around in New Zealand. Yep. Uh, 11 grams of protein, no artificial preservatives. Premium New Zealand pork, Rob! Mm. Premium! Mm-hmm. Proudly welcoming ham jerky to the Jack Links family. This dreamy combination has been years in the making and a must-try. And uh, if you jump on Woolworths.com today, mm. you right now, 30% off online only. How 30% off? Well, that's a win. Just tell Woolworths you heard it on 365 Days mm. and they'll give you 30% off. Massive win for the punters there. Big win for the punters. Yeah. Uh, Holly Ed Stein has been in touch. She's the Sydney Roosters dietitian. Okay. Unbelievably. Got in touch with us, A very successful franchise of Sydney Roosters. The Roosters, they're champions. Sonny Bill Williams, of course. Cooper Cronk, he plays up there. He did play with a broken shoulder. Take your and pick. And won the championship. Ricky uh, Stewart, former coach. It was he? I think, Good on Ricky. I think so for a bit. Uh, Maybe prob- player. Maybe player. No, he played all his career at Canberra. Canberra. She says, coach then. Holly, Holly says from the huh? Roosters, beef jerky can make a great snack option as part of a balanced high performance diet for athletes. Jack Link's beef jerky is convenient on the go snack that can be kept in a training bag without refrigeration. It's high protein composition can assist athletes in meeting their optimal daily protein requirements for muscle repair and recovery was that a pun intended on meeting should have been rob yeah should have been you 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 should have picked that well i was just reading an email to me about the jack it wasn't an italics on the slant meeting no it should have been yeah 
Holly, you've missed a trick there. Yeah. So it's good to know the Roosters are loving the 365 Days of Sport radio show, Rob. Oh, very pleased to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I got from that particular post. Yeah. So good on the Roosters and good on Jack Link's ham jerky. Don't you feel so privileged, Beefy, that we are considered such an essential part of the community that even during one of the most stringent lockdowns across the entire Melbourne city, they say, we need Beef and Rob. We need you out there in the community creating goodness, joy. Creating, creating joy, joy. a sense of community spirit that we can bound people, bind them together. Yeah. To fight the evil COVID. I'm just happy in the fact that I know I'm serving Melbourne and the southeast suburbs yeah. well. I think I'm going to start doing Facebook posts, telling people how important I am. I think I think, I think that'll really bring people It'll together. Be good. It'll be good to Hi, everyone. Uh, see you. Pro- Look, Facebook while you're posts. in lockdown, I'm on the radio. <laughs> yes. And that means that I'm very important and you should look at me. Yeah. That's one of my songs. called Look. It's called Look At Me. Oh, is it? That's what... Oh, oh no, I can't say it on here. No, no you definitely can't. <laughs> um... When, uh, you say it on the podcast. When when I was uh, raising money for the Martyr Children's Hospital up there in Brisbane. The what? Martyr Children's Hospital. Oh, God, I thought you said something else. Uh, in, okay. in Indian foul term. A certain phrase in, in Hindi, which is... Um, I'm not familiar with Hindi swear well, words. Well, well, there's one that I know loud and clear, which is, is which is their um, interpretation of mother, of course, uh, the other word. Okay. And uh, they, it sounded like what you said. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But uh, I was wrong. If any, if there are Carry on. listening, I, no offence me yeah. meant at or all. Or Hindi. I, the Bengali even, there would I didn't even right. know. When I was raising money, being the fundraising coordinator for the uh, Marta Children's Hospital up yeah. there, uh, my little tagline was saving sick kids' lives on a daily basis. Good. A bit like now. Yeah. Just lifting the spirits, Rob. Exactly the same, Beef, exactly isn't it? Exactly the same. You just you have goodness in your heart. You, you can't do anything about it. It's who you are. It's it's the foundation of your DNA. <laughs> Along Amongst other things. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, How's the punk going, Rob? The punt? Oh, well, what do you reckon happened on the weekend? I don't know. You tell uh, me. I smashed it at the start. I was 150 up. And where do you reckon that went? I just, it's just these later races is are it? driving me insane. Oh, I still got, I think, Maldi 3 out of 5 or something. It's not uh, enough. No good. Oh, the quaddy didn't come in. That's why. That's where it went. So I thought I got a good chunk left. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bang the lot on the quaddy so right. that I get it return. And third one, Ruffy, Sierra Sue. Oh. Sierra Sue. What sort of name is that for a horse? Oh, it's but a horse. Sounds like a dog. She was actually the third or fourth favourite in the end. Left, left her That's out. It's not exactly a roughy. Anyway, some rough pun- enough. Some punter yeah. put an 11-match accumulator on over the yeah. weekend in yeah. football terms, soccer terms over yeah. in the UK. I think I saw this. 4,655 yeah, to this. one. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. Yeah. How much on? Well, they didn't exactly splash out. Yeah. Put it this way. They're 4,655 pound richer. Um, but it only just came in because Peterborough scored two goals in injury time to beat Derby to win them the accumulator. Oh. That was the longest odds game of the 11 match accumulator. Okay, that's a dodgy Although one to put I don't, last. It goes through the odds here and it says QBR to beat Hull at 2-1 to one, and mm. yet Peterborough to beat Derby was 3-2. Mm. Uh, to two. So Labbrook's odds, other betting agencies are available, mm. um, aren't correct in this report. Yeah. In the Peterborough game, there was a, a fairly substantial injury and they played 11 minutes injury time in the second half and uh, Siriki netted a 99th minute winner for 
or uh, the posh, as they are called. You got to let it ride. You got see. I'm all about letting it ride. But I, but I also say, even if it's a four thousand to one multi, just put a fiver on. <laughs> Don't put one. You know what this joker probably does though? It probably does ten one pound accumulators. For oh, the I see. Yep. And in the hope one of them comes in, and mm. now he's got the you know he probably bets a tenner yep. on ten different accumulators, mm. and one comes in, he's four thousand six hundred fifty five dollars richer. Okay. Pants even pants, Rob. Not bad, not bad. No, it's done well. Yeah. It always pays to uh, kind of bet early in the mm. season because things kind of... Um, yeah. You, you can kind of read early season form before teams get put it together, mm. I guess. Mm. Closest I've come, it was a 400 to 1 multi. Right. And it was six legs, all greyhounds, all to win. And one of them was leading, coming to the straight and got run down. Uh, what, and, by, a, by a tractor? Uh, no, got run down by a greyhound called Not Available, Cosmic Bonus is name was is one of my favorites i've never ever seen this horse get run down ever horse dog <laughs> get run down ever i've yeah. seen him run down hundreds of other greyhounds for the right. win from yeah, behind right. and, he, and he led is flying and somehow he still ran a very very quick like yeah. 29.8 at albion park a very respectable time it just wasn't enough i think that's probably illegal in grand races if they fly now you're into your puns <laughs> or, or intentional misinterpretations. Intentional. I like that. That's probably what this show's about. Intentional it's, misinterpretations. It's one of the comedy gag one gag loopholes. Oh. So people who do like on stage improv stuff, right. that's one of the things they'll look for, keep an eye out for, how they can misinterpret something. Yeah. It works sometimes. I did I did a ripper when I was um when I was at uh, high school with my oh. old Brett Clark, my math teacher. He was doing like, what are those things called? Where you have them in the brackets, algebra bracket equations. Yeah. During that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, after you get the answer, that he had a method for how you could then go back and recheck to find out why you got the answer right or something like okay, that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he done this equation, gone through thing, and he goes, uh, right O'Brien. Uh so there's your answer. Now, once we've got that answer, what do we do? And he was clearly hinting at something I had no idea. I just went, Well, if it's the wrong answer, I'll give it a dot or a cross. If it's the right one, always a tick. So I just told him how to market, and he was look, not really looking for that. And because everyone knew that he was looking for something else, and I said that, it was an intentional misinterpretation, but not wrong. And everyone, the whole class, in fits, just like you are now, Beef. Do you even understand what I said? I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> he asked me, how do you go about marking it? All right, just... Yeah, tick or a crop. Right. That's what oh, I, I didn't right. say that, did I? No. Ah, oh, that was crucial. It was. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that was crucial. Thank you. What's going on here? <laughs> crucial. All right. The old missing information in the in the anecdote. Yeah. Okay. Well, next time, delete it, or just do you cut and paste that when you do the edit. Okay. I'll, I'll cut put, and paste that, that and, and put that you... back on the front, I and s- then I struggle enough to make you sound good week in week out on the podcast. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> It's all colour. All, all, all killer, no filler over here. <laughs> Whereas you getting stuff intentionally wrong <laughs> makes my job a lot more difficult. Uh, what other news? You're the filler, I'm the killer. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Muhammad Ali's grandson marked professional boxing debut with a victory. I saw this. 
How do I see this stuff? All of these things I've seen. Too much much time at home. Clearly. Uh, I didn't know about the the jam jerky. I'll give you that one. uh, (laughs) The continuation of a legacy was how Nico Ali Walsh, the grandson of Muhammad Ali, described making his professional debut in the sport on Saturday. Wearing a pair of his grandfather's white trunks, 21-year-old Walsh won his middleweight bout against Jordan Weeks with a first-round stoppage in uh, Oklahoma. I'm blessed and honoured to say that I continued history. Thank you from the bottom of my heart to everyone that supported me. I brought my grandfather in the ring with me by wearing his shorts. For the first and final time as a professional fighter, I'm more than proud to say the legacy continues. Uh, Walsh is signed. He sounds just like his grandfather. He does, doesn't he? I'm the greatest! Uh, Walsh is a boxer with Top Rank, which is headed by Bob Arum, who founded Top Rank in 1966 when he ah. began promoting Muhammad Ali. So the world turns, Rob, it's coming full circle. It certainly does. Full circle indeed. Mm. Well, that's well, that's great. He, how, is, what weight division is he? Well, it says uh, middleweight. So middleweight, yeah. Really big. No, that, that's sort of the, the thing is that Muhammad Ali, he looks big. And well, it, you say that, but he really he wasn't that big. If you compare him to Tyson Fury or... Well, but Tyson, he's a giant. But, He's a giant. He's six yeah. two, I think, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, six three, I think. Yeah, six but two, he, was, six, he three. was less than fourteen stone, so I don't know what that is in kilos. About probably he's about sort of ninety, early nineties. I think it's less than that. Fourteen stone. Because in the Olympics, nah. in the Olympics, he didn't even fight at heavyweight. He fought at light heavyweight when he was very young. Well, but uh, by the time he was sort of doing, um, when he had the big thriller in Manila yeah. and and all that sort of period, he was pretty solid around then. In fact, that was one of Michael Parkinson's uh, comments before when he interviewed. Him. Oh, he commented on. He said, "Huge backside." That's one that he commented on. He said, "Yes, yeah, gorgeous, handsome man with a huge backside." Right, <laughs> Michael Parkinson. <laughs> well, of course, not in the northern accent, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> but he's got more of a subtle one. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think he was at the cricket on the weekend, by the way. Uh, Michael Parkinson. Oh, he's still getting still, out. Still kicking around, mate. A lot of sports, mm. a lot of successful sports people. That's the base, man. Yeah. Solid rump, as they say. Oh yeah, yeah. There's um many of the. The great fast bowlers, or yes. with real power fast bowlers, big backside. Brett Lee, very protruding backside. Shoah Bakhtar as well. Actor. I remember when he was jogging around uh, Hamilton ground one day, I got a good look. Very solid. And uh, who else? Even Sean Tate, I think he had protruding backside. Yeah, definitely. Mum used to comment regularly on Danny Morrison. Obviously, not one of the fastest bowlers going around. No. Nope. But um, certainly, Mum used to comment. Walker Eunice, as I recall. Possibly, okay. I'll, I'll tell you who had probably the hugest backside in in rugby of all time. Oh, Sean Fitzpatrick. No, Jonah Lomu. But not not quite so big. Aroni Clark. Aroni Clark. Aroni Clark. There's a name massive. Don't really here too too often. No. Well, his son is now, of course, the great star. He hasn't played any games yet. Caleb Clark. Ah, uh, yeah. Not this season. No, not this season. Not in the side. It's is strange. He? Maybe he's been not performing as well. Uh, a record, he was... record win for the uh, for the All Blacks. On... Was that a record margin or was it fifty seven twenty two? Wasn't it's it? It's a record score against Australia as well. I think. It's yeah. Both. Yeah. I saw and... us win fifty odd to not much on um, at Marvel Stadium. Eddie uh, had. Okay. Perhaps that was, was some the time ago. Score. But uh, only twenty five thousand turn up to Eden Park for a Bledisloe Cup game. Rob. Really. Yeah. That's pretty pathetic. It is very pathetic. But apparently... Oh, was the weather really bad, though? Was it? it was raining, uh, wasn't it? It wasn't that bad. You think people would turn out. Apparently, though, the cheapest tickets were 85 New Zealand dollars. Okay, so that's what's happening there. Well, if you go back-to-back, Saturday to Saturday, yeah. you know, it's a lot of money for the 
poor it Kiwis. Is, it is, and the wages are still not good enough over there. Clearly. It's getting a housing crisis. Is there? Yeah, it's wow. all spiralling out of control. A housing crisis? Well, in Auckland, and, and, sorry, in Auckland. No, everyone's having to move out of Auckland, away from Auckland anyway. Like Melbourne then. No, not like, Melbourne's not that bad. What? But Auckland is way more expensive than Melbourne, not even close. Right. Yeah. Auckland, I think, has surpassed Sydney in terms of how crazy the prices are. Yeah. You're not aware of this? Well, it's it's surrounded by water as well, so you can't really... You can go north and south. You can't really go east-west, can you? Uh, to some, it's sort of a weird snake shape. It's, it's a got, it's snake got this, shape. Well, the tiniest part of, of the east-to-west coastline is only nine kilometres. Oh. Yeah, so you can actually get, you know, that's a pretty narrow. You could walk it. At one point, yeah, it gets pretty narrow there. You can walk it. They do it. They just coast-to-coast walk. You do it in Auckland. Well, <laughs> well, well done, Boo. Yeah, how'd you put that together? <laughs> Just my brother asked for a school trip. They walk coast to coast, <laughs> and that's that, that's a thing that you do. Common sense, Rob, is the Common foundation sense, of my DNA. Oh. So, what else you've been up to this past seven days? Seen as we've been well, look, I mean, I got, obviously got made redundant. Unemployed. <laughs> I got obviously I got made redundant. Um, I will be honest; that resulted in a considerable Guinness intake for the week. Nothing wrong with I that. I ramped ramped it right no, up. You're allowed to. And come Thursday afternoon, I think I was made aware that I. Had had some more work lined up starting tomorrow. Oh. So I was kind of like, well... starting tomorrow last week. So starting officially tomorrow. Yeah. So I've, I've known since then that I did, well, didn't have to worry about work at least for another four weeks, probably longer. Um, so I, I just ripped into the booze and the punt. Fair enough. Yeah. Did you find any Australian states to try and nah, review? No, I, I got, but I had to buy a second slab of Guinness. And um, also brought some, they had a great, oh, this is a shout out from this place I'm going to pump, Jamsheed. <laughs> Jamsheed in Thornbury Preston. Jamsheed? Jamsheed. It's like a winery. Right. Come restaurant, come bar in sort of, Preston Thornbury border. Okay, and it's just off the main road. You, you never really not really know it's there if you didn't know it was there. But okay. it's, it's a ripping place. The food's fantastic. Okay, and they're doing burgers during lockdown. Um, they did a, a clean skin wine pack for six bottles for eighty dollars, and this was very good wine. Okay, is that see for you that's expensive? That's not expensive. I don't drink wine. That's, that's I don't drink. That's less than that's like fifteen dollars a bottle. I know. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. That's very good. It's less than that actually. It's, it's about fourteen dollars twenty. <laughs> 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 and it was top of the range stuff. Oh. Very, yeah, very happy with that place. Excellent. Yeah. By the way, other wine retailers and restaurants are available. <laughs> <laughs> That's a personal plug from me. Yeah. For, uh, well, you've been. Yeah. I, I can't disagree with that. I'm just saying. Many times. Many times, yeah. many times already. Yeah, mm. I know you're on the doll, Rob, but that's just taking a, <laughs> just taking the. Oh no, uh, I'm a doll. Oh well, nor am I actually. That's a, it's a bit of a personal issue at the moment. Anyway, <laughs> let's not go down that path. Yeah, Pete. let's. Yeah, Wait, we, we don't have to go into our. And then we've been bringing the community together. Now you're going to a pit of self indulgence. <laughs> I mean, God, but I'm not that man. I'm not that man, Rob. Yeah. I haven't done a Facebook post uh, update. I think of a status update probably for about four years. We know so. So, um, That's how well you promote this show to all your peers. Oh, I keep forgetting to do that. Oh yeah, thanks. Yeah, don't worry, I'll do it's all it. It's a great. It's a. It's really good now. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> but nobody knows because Rob doesn't tell anyone. Oh well, this week I'll put it. Oh, up. yeah, yeah. What show is it? Two hundred and eleven. Two hundred eleven. Yeah, now's the time. Hey, bro. If we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass, no grass. Would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro. Who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Mark Williams, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, I got a live one here. 
Oh, get straight into the comedy, Rob. A sneaky top ten. Sneaky? You just snuck one in this sneaky, Well, sneaky. we haven't done a top ten for a while, and the, um, yeah, I think the show's been lacking a lot of funny bits. Is it? <laughs> uh, sorry. We'll work yeah, on that. We'll work sorry. on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's Mark Williams up to at the moment? What's the dance, what's the dance uh, season at? Uh, well, he plays snooker, but I'm sure sorry. he's loving the darts uh, as I well. Had, I had a moment <laughs> lapse there. Of course um, he there is. There is a snooker tournament going on right now, actually. Um, there. <laughs> An interesting matchup. I don't, I'm not sure what the tournament is. I did see something on the TV on Saturday, on Sunday night. Okay. Mark Allen, not the uh, SEN golfer, uh, not former SEN golfer, I should say. Um, he played against his ex-wife in the first round of a tournament, who is uh, obviously another snooker player. Mm. Rianne Evans, I think she's called. Right. And there's been a, a little bit of a tumultuous breakup, so she refused to shake his hand before the uh, for the match, and he won 3-1, and she just stormed off, apparently, after what? the end of the match. What? How did this happen? What? There's, I, a, there's a I, I understand this. That they, yeah. So they played each other. They played each other. And she, was she angry before the game? I think she's just angry in general with him. Okay, because he won. Because he won. No, they're ex-partners. They're oh, ex- they're ex-partners. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were still... Pa- I, no. thought, I thought it was as a result of this game they broke oh, up. That would be I interesting, wouldn't it? That, that would be un- totally unheard of. Yeah, that would be great. I wonder if that's ever happened. I, I, I certainly don't know. No. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, that's that happened on the weekend or even yesterday, possibly. But um, it's, um, snooker, Rob, it's the world of snooker. That's phenomenal. I'd like to see that. Apparently, um, she was commentating on the World Championships earlier this year and he was out the back practicing on a table and he could hear her so apparently he made a complaint to tell her to shut up <laughs> so there's a, there's a bit of history there Rob a bit of history anyway um, I don't know how Mark Williams is going He's, okay. uh, he seems to be enjoying life he gets on the lash quite regularly yeah, he good. loves it loves being on the lash good plays a lot of golf does he? a lot of golf oh, I'm missing it so bad right now oh, I, just, well. I just want a simulator in my house I think I'm getting one of those virtual golf things like not wow. I, I can't get that in my house no I mean like one of those games you know where you put the, the goggles on Tiger Woods oh no vir- oh virtual yeah well that'd be fun <laughs> fun for all the family there's only me there's no one you, else you remember I'm sure uh, the future Mrs. Bryce is very happy you said that she knows <laughs> She knows. That's the name of the show tonight. Oh, she knows. <laughs> well, it's better than it. it's happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it, it happened. Anyway, what what has happened? happened? <laughs> what has happened? Top ten Amazon product reviews again. <laughs> These are things like um, yep. how to avoid massive ships. I've, oh, I've oh, to, we I, had this one before. I've been, to, I've been trying to buy you that book, how to avoid massive ships, but nobody's got it. It's it might just, be a bum stare. It sells out. Right no, right? no, because I think it might just be a cover. Because <laughs> the, the amount of effort to actually come up with just this rubbish book. <laughs> like, it's, anyway, a, it's a full-blown bum stare. Unbelievably, that. though, Rob, I've I've actually got you a birthday present, and you're not getting it until your birthday. I've found, oh. I've found the greatest book of all time. Is it a, another golf book? I'm not telling you. I should actually not go back you. to that golf It's uh, a long way off, October 30, just, um, yeah, just when Wales nip by the All Blacks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 26, 24, you heard okay. it here first. Oh, is it going to be a Welsh rugby jersey? Oh. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. I think we might be stunned. I'll, I won't know how good we are until we play South Africa. Yeah. Yep, true. I, the Wallaby's struggling a little bit. All right, number 10 in the top 10 Amazon product reviews. Number 10, Zippo 4-ounce lighter fluid. Five stars delivers what it promises. It's a can of lighter fluid. It's flammable. There's four ounces of it. 
Do you want four ounces of flammable lighter fluid? Then this is the product for you. Jesus. It's just lighter fluid. Yes, just a little can of lighter fluid. And this is in the top 10 product reviews. Product reviews. That was number 10. Uh, Number 9, the WMA Blue Amazon Kindle Waterproof Case Cover Protective Bag Pouch. Yep. Five stars. Hoping it'd be crap because her Kindle would slip out and electrocute her when she's in the bath. But no, I got this for the mother-in-law for a bath time. Hoping it'd be crap and fall apart. Then her Kindle would slip out and electrocute her. So far, this bloody mm. thing is staying in one piece. Great for waterproof kindling. Yeah. Crap for murder. Okay, well, I understand his point. However, he, he was looking for it to be something other than uh, for other than what it was designed. It's actually succeeded yeah. at exactly what it's supposed to she, be. He did give it five stars. Um, but that, that's, that's an interesting thing to sort of confess on your on your Amazon on your review. Re- review just out of by the way yeah. have you selected these reviews or is this compiled in some kind of online chart or have you I done have, I have built the top 10 from yep. a range from a range okay. online you selected it's a, your top 10 of the top 50 thousand okay yeah. top 50 yep We've already done 10 in a previous show, have, so this is another 10. Okay. Number eight, creative arts glitter. So I wake up in the middle of the night in my two-bedroom apartment. I find my roommate passed out face down on the wooden floor. I think nothing of it and go back to sleep. The next morning, I wake up to go to work and there is a homeless guy asleep on the couch. My roommate woke up still drunk and had made friends with a bum. And this is the second time he's let a stranger off the street just stroll in and pass out. Bloody great. Wow. You're probably thinking, what does this have to do with my arts and crafting hobbies? Yeah. Well, I bought this product and proceeded to cover everything my roommate owns in glitter. Every t-shirt, every book, every pair of shoes, his bed. I covered his entire life in glitter. He will have glitter in every crevice of his existence until he dies. Did some trek out all over the apartment? Yeah. Does the carpet look like a Care Bear farted all over it? Yeah. Mm. Did he threaten to kill me? He sure did. But will he ever let another stranger sleep on the couch? No. Will I ever have to worry about a random guy off the street murdering me in the night? No. All the security for just $12.44. Unbelievably staggering value. That's, cannot, a, that's a long review. I cannot recommend enough. <laughs> I come home to find my flatmate uh, sleeping on the floor a few times. Oh, uh, just on the floor? A guy called Stephen Atkin ah. passed out on the floor. He didn't bring a bum home, but often I could see his. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, you could have done with uh, product number seven, Rob. Veet for Man Hair Removal Gel Cream. Oh, so good, Steve. Five five stars. Good product. <laughs> Makes my fart sound louder. The hair must have acted as an interlock- oh, interlocking silencer. Interesting. I give this the big thumbs up. <laughs> number six. The UFO detector internal magnetometer interface with a microcontroller for 24 hours. Hour seven days a week. That's just it. it that, just, that's gosh. Yeah. Well, um, uh, it sounds like it was successful, but, and and the, but the uh, unlikely that it ended up having an effect where it did. Well, it says one star is too much for this product. I don't know if this is a scam or if mine was broken, but it doesn't work. I'm still getting abducted by UFOs on a regular basis. <laughs> Number five, the Nexus Silent Wired Mouse. Five stars. My girlfriend and I were on the verge of breaking up because I would keep her awake at night with my constant mouse clicking. Not anymore! Consider this relationship saved. This mouse is so silent, she will sometimes forget I'm even home and invite her lover over. He's a pretty cool guy. What sort of, that's strange. What, what would you be mouse clicking on at the night all the time? Gaming, Rob. Gaming. Or trying to get the best price on Labrooks slash Betfair slash mm. other online One gambling sites are available. Mm. Uh, number four, the Holy Bible, the King James edition. 
For those of you who don't know, this is God's second novel after the Old Testament. It's a marked improvement, in my opinion. He got rid of a lot of his previous angst and scorn and has really begun to show some of the maturity present in his later works. He's become a much more loving and kind God, and noticeably, he doesn't throw nearly as many tantrums as he did in the first book. That said, there is still a vast room for improvement. Plot-wise, there isn't really much suspense, and the story can be incredibly repetitive. In like four chapters... He just rewords the same basic story over and over again. To top that off, he puts those chapters one right after the other, like we wouldn't notice. I like the whole Jesus character, but let's face it, the whole good guy martyr thing has been done before. There was no need to devote so much of the book to that guy. If you're really looking for a good God read, check out the Koran or the Book of Mormon. They're much more polished. Plus, the storytelling in the Book of Mormon is wild. Some people say it goes too far and point to it as evidence that God's over the hill. But I beg to differ. Just read it. God's like a genius or something. I mean, magic spectacles. Tell me that isn't awesome. I don't know how he dreams up some of this crap. Wasn't that Wasn't that a stand? There was someone did a stand-up bit on with that sort of similar idea where they talk about the, the Old Testament versus the New Testament. And it's almost like the New Testament's like someone read and was like, ooh, we had some uh, some crazy shit going on. And then we've got to try, we've got to try and fix this quick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the, okay, the more uh, loving, sensible story. Oh, a tragic well, story, obviously. Is it? The, bi- the, oh, not the story it. of Jesus. You don't have to have read it. It's pretty well out there, Beef. I mean, I haven't actually read it either, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's hard to avoid. Yeah, it is hard to avoid. Yeah. Is it a movie yet? Uh, yeah, hell yeah. I've seen it. The Passion of the Christ. Oh, there's one before that. Oh, there's one. There's the whole, the greatest think, story ever told. That's, that's on Easter. The ghost was eight about hours. Five hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think I can't have mentioned before that I once went on a date. Oh, no. Um, is and this story uh, time with Rob. This is not quite story time with Rob, I think but it should be. But she asked me out actually, and oh. it was my mate's little sister. Okay. And anyway, it was, it was right again. This is another one where the band was slightly famous, oh, and okay. she all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she's asking me. I go, okay, here we go. Anyway, but I was completely hopeless. I was basically on the dole at this point, <laughs> and living in what we called the cavern, which was a two-bedroom apartment with my, myself, my brother Stephen Atkin, and we converted yeah. it into a three-bedroom. He, Matt slept in the lounge with the tarpaulin curtain, which had the we had a rat living with us the whole time all, oh, this, cool. all, this, all this sort of stuff your own personalised rat yeah and anyway she asked me out on a, on a date and I think she came around for dinner to have spag bowl and I didn't what, know I didn't know how days. to cook back then I just like out of a jar real rank um, you know San Remo pasta or whatever it was and and then we went to a movie and I said oh look straight up I've got no money so if we go you're going to have to pay for me like, it's a real real romantic start as you mean to go on Rob start as you mean to go on and anyway I at the time Lost in Translation was out. Oh, but yeah. lovely film. Now, yeah, it's still yeah, one of my yeah. favourite films ever, Bill yeah. Murray, Scarlett Johansson. She said, no, I don't want to see that. My vote is for Passion of the Christ. Oh, okay. Well, it was like, okay, well, I guess if, if, you're, you're, fi- if you're financing, then uh, I'll, I'll roll it's with that. It's your choice, yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's not like you didn't see the end coming. And I don't know if you've seen that. No. It's basically an hour and a half account of just the crucifixion, of Jesus just getting ripped to shreds, like these claws ripping his rib cage out, and he just basically gets absolutely flogged oh. Mel Gibson in his most insane direction mode and um, I'm sitting there we're supposed to be on a date cool. watching this Jesus getting massacred getting mutilated and that was her decision as, okay. the, as the woman right. which I found somewhat strange and then um, I went back to her place and she loved John Mayer who at that point I thought was lame <laughs> your body is and, uh, and I think that song was on and she was loving it and I started paying it out <gasps> and she got offended and uh, so I had to leave it. that was it, it. Was all over. Yeah. <laughs> Passion of the Christ and John Mayer. 
It's just a great time. Now I think John Mayer is a great talent. Phenomenal guitar player. Is he? Yeah, he, he's a shredder. Yeah. Right, okay, well, we'll have to look up a bit of John Mayer for later. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I want to listen to, like, I still hate that song. But as Party it, is one land! Yeah, that's not quite like, anyway, I'm interrupting your top ten beef. We got well off track. Oh, that's all right. Okay. I was, I was enjoying story <laughs> time with right. Rob there yeah, for yeah. a long, so you've not seen her again? Oh, uh, I, I, round and about, it's, it's like, a, she's in the circle of, of friends, uh, sort of, I sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, I bumped into her. I think I last saw her at uh, my, another mate's wedding. At a crucifixion. At a wedding. About ten years ago. Number three, the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> crucifixion. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one who got crucified. <laughs> it was a foreshadowing of my own demise. <laughs> Uh, Shouldn't have paid out Tom Mayer. Get on the cross. <laughs> uh, you listen to a sports show, people. Yeah. It's uh, 365 days of sport. Uh, number three, The Wolf of Wall Street Blu-ray DVD. One star. There are no wolves in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically, there are beef. Is Metaphorically, that? there okay. are. Number yep. two, this is interesting. A Titan casket. Yeah? Titan casket. It is a coffin. $771.81. Free shipping if right. you want the uh, coffin. Taylor gives it five stars. No complaints from Grandpa. <laughs> and the number one in the top ten Amazon reviews that we've not previously read out on this show, William Shakespeare's Hamlet. Oh, the the book or the was it a play, a film? Um, Obviously, it's the play in some shape or form. Uh, yeah. Yeah. One star. Hamlet? More like Spamlet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Willie Shakespeare was thinking <laughs> when he wrote it. this one-play tragedy, but I thought this show was boring. <laughs> Hamlet does too much talking and not enough stuff. <laughs> he needs to shape up and show him who's boss. Maybe Shakespeare fans of Hamlet should take a rest on the book tragedy series. <laughs> Rubber Shakespeare. <laughs> he just keeps talking. <laughs> Until he dies. I can't even understand him. <laughs> Bloody Shakespeare. Oh. Well, there you go. Top 10. I'll probably find some more of those. We haven't done that. Uh, we were going to do TripAdvisor. I'll, I'll find that for another week as well. Right. TripAdvisor in Australia. There's going to be oh, there's gonna be good stuff. Yeah. I think most of them we did before were all around the UK. Mm-hmm. So we'll do the Australian ones. Okay. Because if you remember, Big Ben... It's just a big clock, people! It's just a big clock. <laughs> Everything was just something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, I thought I'd get some comedy out of the way early, so uh, get Good. people on side, because um, what I've noticed in our podcast, and if you, if you are listening to this on podcast, thank you very much. We do yep. appreciate you listening. Numbers have gone through the roof recently. I don't know why. We've probably become funnier. Could be. It's only taken 210 shows, nah. but... Uh, all nah, nah, nah. So in terms of that, what I noticed, though, it was coming to a crescendo. Right. So we, we build, 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 build. Yeah. It's hilarious by the end of the show. Right. And then it finishes. Ah. Oh, so but, I'm building up. But but that's why you want more beef. That's a classic performance thing. You don't want to exhaust all your assets. Yeah, but then you have to wait seven days. It's not but, good enough, right? Oh, so I'm but, oh. jumping straight into getting bloody stuff happening. Oh, getting God. stuff happening. Okay, good. Um, well, I'm so glad. It's really great how rather than keep the charade of the show up of what you're doing behind the scenes to yeah. like make people unaware that what how they're being entertained, you're just going to tell them what you're doing. Yeah, is that the, is that the idea? I'm not I sure am. that's it's genuinely how show business is done. Here's why what I do is brilliant, everyone. Here's my analyses. Well, see, yeah. the thing is, what I don't think what people <laughs> understand is this show 
has been totally unscripted ever since we started. What a surprise. Exactly. What happens on air just happens. That's easy. You just keep. It's a Carl Pilkington theory. Just keep your mouth talking, and eventually you come up with something pretty good. If you put 500 monkeys in a room for an infinite period of time with 500 typewriters, they'll come up with Hamlet, not Spamlet. Eventually something happens. Yeah. Keep your mouth talking. So, that's, the, that's the trick. Just so mm. we're not, we haven't got this facade. Oh. The, the show is unscripted. I cannot believe that you're just telling people, like, talk, do the stuff. Don't tell people how we're doing stuff. I'm just saying. No, I don't care. We're not, they're not, no one's reflecting on, like, it's, it's self-promoting my own genius. That's what you're saying. <laughs> listen, to, listen, to, I'm not saying that genius. from me. I'm saying. <laughs> Everyone, just, just take note. This is why we're brilliant. <laughs> but the, the, this is why we're the most, <laughs> this is why we're essential workers in the community. <laughs> <laughs> point, point one. Point uh... one. And if you don't believe me, I'll go into more depth on my next Facebook update. Um, I'll take a, f- a selfie of Instagram, putting a, a crown on my head. Yeah, a crown of thorns well, to honour Jesus. I hope you do. It'd be bloody good to see you do something. Yep. Should oh. we do this? So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear a mark because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless kid. You suck! It's only a quickie roll. I'm just squeezing this in. This actually got sent to us. Really? Yeah. Well, you've had you've had a fair few sort of uh, nods of the ha- what's the, what's the sort of tip of that? Not tip of the hand. What would you say? A few sort of in the door. A few. <laughs> you've had a few few people throw things your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. We're we, we're becoming popular. It's good to have help. You're telling me. What do you got? We're going to go Gaelic football, Rob. Okay. For once. I don't think... Gaelic football? I don't think we've done Gaelic football. Well, just for the new, apparently new listeners that are are on board. I don't know how. We're doing Worst Song in the World, at which sports, mix of music, terrible results. This is show 210 or something. 11. 11, yeah. So um, there's been normal, probably on about 200 of the shows we've had Worst Song in the World. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. There's at least 200 horrendous songs out there. At least. Involved with sport. And Beefy has found yet another with a little help from his friends. So this is uh, this is called Sam Maguire's Coming Home to Mayo. Coming Home to Mayo. And what's Mayo? Is that his town? Mayo is a region of um, Ireland. Like a, not a county. Yes. A county. a county. County Mayo. So yeah. like Cork is a county? Uh, was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Cork is a county. Yeah. Uh, Dublin is a county officially, I think. So what's the capital city of Mayo? Um, that's a very good question. Limerick? No, I think Limerick is another county. Oh, I thought that was a city. Oh, so they have, can they have the capital yeah, city? Think, yeah, possibly. Okay, yep. Choom. Choom is definitely in Mayo. Okay. Oh, the green and red of Mayo. I can see it still. Okay. It's soft and craggy buglands. It's tall, majestic hills where the ocean kisses Ireland and the waves caress its shore. Oh, the feeling it came over me to stay forevermore. Forevermore. That's a fantastic tune. Right, I mean, it's hard to find the exact tune, but that was pretty. That was. I like your passion there, Thanks, Beef. Man. You really uh, gave that the, gave the, it everything, and the, I'm impressed you know the words. The Saw Doctors. They're from. Yep. Uh, they're from Tume in Mayo. Yep. Uh, anyway, this is Tom Tom and the Burns Babes from 1996, and apparently it is the best three and a half minutes of music that Ireland has ever seen and heard. Okay. Well, that's. I mean, that's a big claim. 
ever. That, that, is that not turning it up to bring it down? I've just got to let you know as well, Sam Maguire is the name of the trophy that the, the counties play for. So it would be the same as what the Kolkata Cup between England and Scotland? Kind of. It's the All-Ireland Gaelic Football Championship trophy. Oh, I see. Right. I think Sam Maguire died and a load of his mates bought a trophy okay. and they donated it. So it's what was he, he from the Sinn Féin or something? Probably not. No. Nah. Not back then. Right. I think it was about the 1920s. Okay. I, my Gaelic football history isn't... Uh... What was the one of the 1920s? Were the rabbits or something? No, what was it called? There was some political group right a prominent political irish group in the 1920s okay before well before ira and the Sinn Féin and all that right and i something i thinking about rabbits or hares or something okay i don't know can't remember That's... can't remember my fifth form history well right. enough fair enough anyway let's hear tom tom and the burns babes giving it sam mcguire's coming home to mayo from the 1996 all island final when they took on meath Okay. Now, don't, you probably don't pronounce meth meth, but it's probably meth. It's not meth. It's definitely not meth, Rob. Mayo, mayo, Sam McGuire's coming home to Mayo. It is this year of 96. Jock had arrived and he showed his new trick. The green and red are on the farm show. You know the variety when they hit Rob Park. Mayo, mayo. Sam McGuire's coming home to Mayo Mayo, Mayo Sam McGuire's coming home to Mayo We started the campaign in London town They're quite bad but we're never down Behind at half time, Mahan did shout We lifted our game and we won it
McGuire's coming home to Mayo. Sam McGuire's coming home to Mayo. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just the best day of my life. It's the best day of my life. <laughs> is that the singer that said that? So is that a live performance at the stadium? Uh, I think it was on a TV show just before okay. the uh, just before the game. It was a real Casio keyboard arrangement. <laughs> it was a yeah, real yeah. Casio special, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I can see why that went down very well indeed. I love this. There's a little footnote here. Uh, it actually says, recorded during RTE's Up for the Match, introduced by Liar Liam Omerchu. The song is a perfect representation of how great sporting songs can be. <laughs> um. Yes, right. It's got... I'm trying to think where this fits in in because initially I was worried as soon as I heard the Mayo Mayo and he's doing yeah, obviously yeah. Tao Tao I thought oh he's not just going to do that song and replace the lyrics but when the Casio keyboard came in oh, right. that really gave it a certain level of tackiness which made it more endearing I think yeah 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 and it sort of was just felt like one guy on his own probably behind his keyboard just singing it and that sort of brought it down to a level of this is just a bit <laughs> rubbish. So, in the same way that the guy who did the the guy from Liverpool, yes, who did that who's song, also Irish, who, 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 and who a did, bit simple, who did that song? Which how does it go again? Beef. We've got Salah. Da, 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 da. Oh, money, money. Da, 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 da. Robert Firmino, but we sold Coutinho. We've got Salah. Well, anyway, anyway, and he was slightly not all there, it seemed. <laughs> but there was something about the song that was fun to sing, and yeah. I think that's what that is too. That's probably actually just quite fun to sing. Yeah, and it's got a, it's tacky and it's rubbish, but it's fun, and you forgive him because he's an underdog. He's not someone who is cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. people love the underdog, and that guy, that Liverpool guy, was definitely the underdog, as yeah. is this lad. I've so got... this is why this is working for me. <laughs> I've just found a picture of these guys doing their performance. Mm. The guy looks like a farmer, the lead singer. Yeah. There's two, let's say, middle-aged ladies <laughs> doing mid-backing, and then there's a load of blokes, uh, there's a couple of girls in there as well, in T-shirts, yep. in the backing, doing the... Uh, Mayo. Okay. Yeah. Also, there's a few in there, but yep. they're mostly just helping out the backing vocals. I think so, yeah. But the main guy looks like a farmer. In fact, he looks like... Remember the guy when we did the Irish Christmas Tree Throwing Championships? Yeah. Oh, Big John, mm-hmm. who won the won the Irish Christmas Tree Throwing for the fourth yeah. year running. It looks a bit like him. I will see that's it's authentic. Exactly. If, if he looked like a hipster, everyone would have hated it. Yes, Rob. Absolutely yes. hated it. So if he had an emo haircut or something like yeah. that, down, if he was down, wearing let him guy go. liner. Yeah, because then it's contrived. But this is genuine. You're right. It's real. It's genuine. It's real. Authenticity. Do you think they probably won it that year, Mayo? I haven't checked the results. Well, by the sounds, if the it's crowd, the greatest. Cray would have gone off. They would have been singing that all game. Mayo, <laughs> Sam Maguire's coming home to Mayo. Good one. Hey, did you hear about Kevin? No. He's in Australia too. Spreading himself a bit thin. Yeah. Everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leaks. Beef up your snack life. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Time for Rob's Film Review! 
Oh, I just I was just on uh, social media then. Social media, yes. Facebook. Oh, I can't wait till this horse Enemo comes back. Oh, oh. Rob, we've got. He is motoring. Hey, do you want some uh, Mayo news? Ma- uh, Mayo. John Ma- John Mayo. <laughs> John. Oh, some Mayo or news or just facts about Mayo? Facts. Facts yeah, yeah. about uh, Mayo, the GAA yeah. Gaelic football. This is in regard to my uh, geographical inquiries. 1996, Sam Maguire didn't go home to Mayo. Uh, unfortunately, they lost to Meath by a point. Oh uh, no! Yeah, two goals, nine to one goal, eleven. So uh, that was a, a point. But how's this? They haven't won it since 1951. Oh, so that's a long that's time a between drinks. But Big since drought. 1989, they've been in the final ten times. How's this? 2013 lost to Dublin by a point. 2016 lost to Dublin by a point. Oh. 2017 lost to Dublin by a point. Oh no! And that's even painful. last year, 2020, behind closed doors, they did lose to Dublin by five points. Uh, two goals, 14 overs to 15 overs. Oh, so uh, the Mayo, they're now our team. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Unfortunately, Mayo, they're not going too well, but uh, they got to the final. That's one good thing, but uh, hopefully they can do better. I don't know how they're traveling this season. That's a longer drought than the Melbourne Demons winning the AFL. That's 1954, 54, yeah. Yeah. So 51 Mayo haven't won by. Wow. Movies, Rob. 70 years. Tell us Um, about the movies. Oh, well, uh, I revisited a bit of an old classic. 84% Rotten Tomatoes rating, because I can't remember. I don't think I've seen this since it actually came out when I was nine. Right. Okay. And this is a film called Field of Dreams, Beefy. Ah, uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin I know Costner, that much. the baseball film. And you know how you've heard my rant about Jack and the Beanstalk? And yes. and and how Jack and the Beanstalk was a bit of a loose cannon, taking big risks uh, with no inhibitions, and essentially put his entire family's livelihood at stake. This is the same thing. Oh, this this really? Kevin Costner, mate, he's a massive pun to this guy. We all know about the build it and they will come. That's well, 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 no, well, no, well, I should explain this from you the should. start because the whole press precedent for every single action he takes in this film is based on a whispering voice in the, oh. in out of thin air. Oh. Right, yeah. So he's fluffing about, and he just gets some vision out of nowhere. He bought, buys this cornfield. His dad's dead. He, he had a, an estranged relationship with his father, who passed away while they were still at odds, and he had never repaired the relationship, which he felt guilty about, I think. Goes out to Iowa, buys a cornfield farm, and he's out there with his wife and the daughter, and uh, he's just mucking about in the cornfield, and straight off the bat, it's this, this whispering voice saying, build it and we will come. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's very vague. I mean, this is... Is it the ghost of Willie Mays Hayes or something? No, no, no. No, this, this, it's, it's, no it's, um, Shoeless Joe Jackson it is. Well, no, it's actually not... Oh, it's it? an unspecified voice. Oh, okay, sorry. At this point in time. But, it, however, Joe Jackson was his... Uh, which is Ray Liotta. Right. So Ray Liotta was, was his favourite baseball player. Uh, his dad's favourite baseball player. Say it ain't so, Joe. Right. So anyway, he decides, oh, yeah, here's a, here's an idea. I'm just going to build a baseball field. I reckon that's what this is about, the building. Based on just he sees a vision or something. He's a bit mad. I mean, so you've, if you've got a cornfield yeah. and, and, you know, you, you need that corn, he demos like about five acres yeah. and builds this massive baseball field with, with floodlights and everything. Wow. It's crazy. And he's like the town loony. Like, what are you on about? <laughs> And, and everyone's just like, oh, what's Kevin Costner up to? He's, he's lost his marbles. There's like a, a whole winter passes. There's no baseball. 
Oh. And, but he's sure that the baseball player is going to come. Joe Jackson's dead. Well, died in the they, 50s. They're just going to come. They're just going to come. This is no solid foundation for a sports this marketing event. before the internet and everything. It's before. But it's, but if you're going to market a sports event, you can do it better than just build a, in a cornfield in Iowa on the vibe. You know, oh, yeah. for all we know, he may have been having some kind of psychotic episode, and he's hearing things. He's a lunatic, and that's actually what people think. Anyway, all of a sudden, just when it's all looking, it's game over, and they're they're already in financial trouble because they need that area of land to make more corn. He's yeah. wasted it with this stupid bloody baseball diamond. Sure enough, out of the blue, totally fortunate. Instead of Costner having to deal with his erratic, irrational decisions, he gets off the hook because Ray Liotta turns up as um, what's his name, Joe Jackson, and he's like, oh, look, told you this player's going to turn him. He goes out and they hit a few balls and they get on laughing. He's going, oh, look at this. And and the, and the wife and daughter come out and go, oh. I remember, because I, I, I reckon I've seen, I don't even think I've seen it all the way through. The real players or ghosts? I've seen a, a, the thing in my head, they were ghosts. Some can see him, some can't see him. Oh, right. That's... But they don't know that yet. That's only the, okay. All the family can see him. But right. they just wander out the cornfields <laughs> and they sort of opaquely disappear as, right. as they as the increased okay. opacity as they walk into the cornfields and they vanish. And then as they, you know. and uh, But they're pretty casual about the whole thing. <laughs> And, and and it's it's almost bizarre. No one really even questions how mental this is. <laughs> Everyone says, "Oh, look at that! They just turned up. Yeah, about that. Oh, that's good." Anyway, it cuts across to the uh, they're at the town meeting, and the people of Iowa they're pretty conservative by and large. Corn farmers, right? A lot corn of them are. Farmers. And there's this one. For some reason, the the writings of Terence Mann uh, come into question. Who's uh, an African American, I think, quite progressive writer right. of of, of just togetherness and community and, and, and a writer of the 60s as such and it was a hero to Kevin Costner and his wife there's someone who wants to burn his books and all this crazy stuff and all of a sudden Kevin Costner gets more whisperings saying ease his pain ease his and he's going what's this ease his pain what are you talking about and he's sitting there and goes oh it must be about Terence Mann maybe I have to ease his pain and just on that, on a whim, after his wife has to do some big speech and tell her why we shouldn't burn books and be like Nazis, stand up the American way, ironically, what's funny is back then the progressives and the liberals, they're the ones that are more about freedom, and it's the conservatives that are the ones trying to stop everything and go, no, now it's the other way. Isn't that funny? Mm. Anyway, forget about that. That's now. This That's is a, a different yeah. time, Rob. <laughs> different time. And so um, he goes off driving off to uh, Boston, because that's where Terence Mann lives. Right. And he turns up there and he can't find where he goes, oh, yeah, he finds his it's apartment. A big place, Boston. And, and uh, well, and he, anyway, he finds his apartment, just asks some locals. He lives around here Where's or something. Terrence Wanders in and Terrence Mann answers the door and it's it's Darth Vader, James Earl Jones. Not the Green Cross Code it's, Man. It, it's it's J- James. Actually, he died this week. James Earl Jones. No, the guy that played Darth Vader, the guy in the suit. Oh, no, no. James Earl Jones is the voice. Yeah, I know. He hangs out with Darth, him and Darth Vader. He's, he's, Darth Vader is angry. And yeah, and he's. He's always angry, though. He's, he's, but he's all bitter because none of his ideas really washed and, uh, and, um, uh, he's been blamed for all sorts of this and that. And he's just a bitter, angry old man. He just wants to bash this Kevin Costner in the head. Well, it's not Kevin Costner's fault. No, that's what he's trying to say, but he's irrational. Uh He's like, 
like a crazed man and lunatic just want to slam the door in his face tell him leave just wants everyone to leave him alone but somehow kevin costner convinces him we must go watch the baseball tonight down at the red sox stadium and something's going to happen and he and this guy's going what's going to happen because well i don't know i just know because it's the ease is pain thing oh, right. yeah and and then they get to the game and somehow they see some message on the board about moonlight archie or something so then they realize who's this bloke and uh darth vader pretends he doesn't see it right but he actually did and they're driving back in the car and kevin Costner going sorry this is all a big mistake i shouldn't have come bothered you i gotta go back to the, the farm in iowa and they go yeah yeah see you later but then he turns around does a u-turn in the car and the headlights and darth vader's standing right there and he says it's about moonlight archie wasn't it is uh, is that his name moonlight something and um archie no this is first name's archie <laughs> Keep going, anyway, keep going. And, and then they go, right, we got to go get this Archie bloke. Right. What's his story? And they go, oh, he's in, um, where's he? They go for a drive somewhere I further. In Los Angeles, that's a hell of a drive from Boston. They go somewhere further. Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got to go up to Minnesota to find this bloke. And um, they get here and say, nah, he's died in 1972. Oh, no. They're like, oh, Jesus. But by this point, Darth Vader's right on board. Oh, okay. And he's keen on the whole thing. Meanwhile, when they're in the hotel, Darth Vader stays in for a bit while Kevin Costner goes for a wander. And all of a sudden, it winds back the clock to 1972, and he runs into this uh, Moonlight Archie, Archie bloke. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, you're the guy. And he goes, because he oh, he's a doctor in it. He tur- what well, the story of this bloke was, he was in the minors most of his career. He was going to get his first go in the majors, but something happened. He got injured or something, or they changed the bench, and he, was about- and he didn't get to play. And then he was dropped, and he never played again, and he became a no. doctor. So his whole story was he came this close, that close, that yeah. close to becoming a pro. Right. Um, it never happened. It was sort of a tragic story. So anyway, he disappears and uh, goes vanishing. They go, right, uh, the wife's rung while you're out, Kevin Costner and the brother is said the wife of the brother he's his mates at the bank are going we got to take this farm you guys can't pay your bills your husband's a lunatic with his baseball thing meanwhile there's been other encounters with the baseball players like the full team's turning up now oh. they're all playing there's like nine or ten of them out there and Kevin Costner goes oh I've got to drop Darth Vader back in Boston <laughs> Um, but then, but yeah, from no, from Minnesota. Even further, they're still in Minnesota, and then Darth Vader goes, "Nah, we're going. I'll come with you to the baseball ground." Oh, good. And they drive there, and and then all of a sudden, Darth Vader gets to see all the players, and he can't believe it, and he thinks it's great, and all of a sudden he's happy, so he's eased his pain right. of that bloke. Yeah. And on the way, on the drive back, they picked up on the side of the road hitchhiking. Old Moonlight Archie as a young man. He's only 18. Okay. And he gets his chance finally to play with uh, Joe, what's his name? Uh, Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson. He gets with, with Ray Liotta and all that lot. And he comes back, he's like, oh, yeah, I made the big time. And he runs out, he's all stoked, and, and um, he gets to have a hit. But then there's a big fight because the brother turns up. He still can't see all the baseball players. But then it's just like Darth Vader's got this premonition that people are just going to come and watch the games. Right. And, um, but there's a fight. There's a fight between the, the, the brother of the wife and um, Kevin Costner and this pushing and shoving and the daughter gets knocked off the uh, grandstand and she swallows a hot dog and she's choking. And so um, Darth Vader goes, we need a doctor. And, of course, old Moonlight Archie of comes running out. And um, I'm Lixer. if he crosses the baseball diamond, he goes back to being an old man again. He doesn't. He can't play baseball over again. But he stops and he goes, he has to do the right thing. And once again, tragically, he doesn't get to play the baseball, but he saves the girl. Uh, and that's why they had to go and see him, because he saves the girl from the hot dog. Right. 
You see? And then um, then around about there was when I started running out of time. So I don't know exactly what happened, but I did a bit of fast-forwarding in that. Yeah. And um, Darth Vader, he does wanders off into the corn with the baseball players. But they just seem pretty confident that people are going to shop and they're going to pay 20 bucks a head and they'll get the money to stop the foreclosure on the bank. Right. And um, and then it ends. Oh. So I think they, they must be all right. Okay. Yeah. But... Uh, Jack and the Beanstalk, see? Look at the punt he keeps taking. Yeah. I mean, the whole family's in disarray. And we still don't know for sure that he saves the day or not. I think he does, but I didn't get to watch the end, as I said. So um, I won't ruin it for you, everyone. Definitely. Yeah. But, um, well, I'm glad you took Did us baseball? through field, field of Dreams because... Yeah. 84% rating. Oh, what a, they love him. A fantastical journey they of actually, craziness. In the major leagues this week, they actually recreated Field of Dreams. They built... What? They, they built... A purpose-built baseball stadium in a cornfield. In a cornfield. In Dyersville, Iowa. Iowa. And it was uh, is the highest rating baseball game in MLB for about <laughs> thirty years as well because they actually pushed it. If you build it, the they pl- will come. Exactly. The players <laughs> walked onto the stadium through the cornfield, mm. a la the film. Sure. It only holds. 8,000 people this stadium. So they've spent millions building a stadium and they can only get 8,000 people there. And they're only going to play one game a season at this stadium. I'm sure that... But the television will go through... But you see, in terms of... This is my point about the marketing plan that Kevin Costner didn't have one, really. It was a massive punt, whereas these people, they've got a whole feature film as a foundation to then boost this marketing strategy. So it was... uh, Actually, a Hollywood ending to the game as well. Because the New York Yankees were playing the Chicago White Sox. At the end of the eighth inning, Chicago White Sox were winning 7-4. The New York Yankees then batted. They scored four runs in the ninth innings to go up 8-7. And then at the bottom of the ninth inning, mm. the White Sox hit a home run and won the game 9-8. Oh! So, absolutely. What a game. What a game. That's a ripping bottom of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. I love a good baseball game. There's not many of There's them. There's not that many of them You're always. You're lucky to find them. Um, I'm trying to think my favourite American sports. A bit, it's between that and basketball for me. They're the two ones you don't think, like. You, did, but what, you like football. What was the score in the... Uh, who did we see? We saw the Houston Astros against the Kansas City Royals. What was the score? I, I do remember 3-1? the score. 3-1? I think it was 1-0. 2-1? I think it was 1-0. That's how exciting and, it was. And, and the first run came in the first inning. And, and it was the only pitch that I filmed. <laughs> <laughs> because I just looked, I saw it was a full count, bases were loaded. I thought, I'm just going to film this, something's yeah. going to happen. Oh, there must have been, maybe it was three, because there was, or there was two on base. So maybe that's, maybe you're right in the score. Don't but I, I just remember there was only one home run. Right. For sure. Yeah, I think they're probably, yeah. And he, yeah, it was, uh, it's a, it's a long, it's a big hit to get I it think out it there. It might have been 3 1, yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jeff Fennick, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Oh, that music can only mean one thing, Rob. Yes. Time for the quiz. Sporting Gladiators, best of five. I've just reviewed my questions. I think you might give five. Oh, I think I've not really. You shouldn't really go that easy. Anyway, we'll see. Well, um, it's not over yet. We ask each other trivia questions about sport. Vaguely. Best of five. Penalty shootout style. I'm going to kick it off as normal. Yep. Question one. New Zealand yep. won a bronze medal at the Tokyo Olympics oh. in men's doubles tennis. Name one. Just one of the players. Don't know. Bronze medal, Rob. Yeah. Um, One tennis player. I don't know any of our players. Uh, I think I saw a clip of them for about four seconds. Mark Smith. 
You could have had Marcus Daniel or Michael Venus. Okay. Now I know. Now you know. You'll yeah. never forget. Great. Thanks for that. Thanks for asking me a question about the Olympics, where once again I didn't get to see any New Zealand whatsoever, even though I watched most days. Because again, we're in Australia beef. They don't play what my country does. Okay. I'd have to go and find the news and make mental. I'd have to go and study. I can't just obliviously get it, take you it in. Have to go and study. It's one of the proudest, na- oh. proudest times in New Zealand tennis history. In which sport would one find an Albion round? Albion Ranch? Yeah. That's interesting. As an Albion Park. It's definitely something I've not heard of. Yes. Good. I am going to say, because it sounds like it's kind of uh, combat-y. Okay. The Scottish. I'm going to say fencing. Ooh. Archery? Oh, yes. Archery. Oh, that was going to be the other one. <laughs> On oh. the mark. It sounds combat-y. Yeah, Albion is I, Scottish. I don't actually know what that word means or where it's from. Albion. It's just a name or something. Yeah, I think it's to do with Scotland. I and mean, there's Albion Park, obviously. That's where it's familiar to me. I think the name for Scotland was Albion in the good old Roman days. Okay. I could be making that up. All right, in, uh, well, going back to the... None all. None all. Going back to the uh, men's doubles tennis in the Olympics. Oh, what? You might get this. Uh, Which country won gold and silver in the men's doubles tennis? Um, okay, okay, okay. Gold and silver. Oh, it's got to be the US. Croatia. Croatia? Yeah. Why would I have got Croatia? Goran Ivanisevic. Goran Ivanisevic. <laughs> he was Croatian? What? I, I don't know any Croatian tennis players at all. Nor do I. What? Oh. <laughs> All right. Now I'll get you on this one, too. How many points is required for a win in Association Croquet? Oh, 21. <laughs> 26. Oh, is it? Close. Six. Yes. Wow. Good. Association Croquet. Yep. All right, let's go to New Zealand. Zero, 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 zero. Who are the current Ranfurly Shield holders? Oh, my God. How am I going to know this? When I've been watching NPC match for five years. I don't even think it's the NPC. I think it's not the NPC anymore. Let's call something New Zealand couples. I don't know. This is how far detached I am. Right, all my friends in New Zealand are going to hear this. Going to be rubbishing me. Good. Absolutely tearing me to shreds. Yep. Oh. Is it, is it come back round to Auckland again? Uh, I'm just going to take a guess that it's Canterbury. Hawks Bay. Hawks Bay? Yeah. What? Hawks Bay are the current Ramfurly oh, Shield holders. I wonder if Steve Yetkin would know that. He was just on the weekend asking me if I wanted a Hawks Bay rugby jersey. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, his old man's probably sponsoring the team or something. Oh. Uh, anyway. Oh, okay. Well, they're the champs, Rob. They're okay, the champs. so it's, I'm still zero. Okay, rugby union for you too. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was unusual about the 1973 Five Nations tournament? All teams finished on equal points. That's true. Got it. Yes, five-way tie. Yeah, two, they all, uh, two wins, two losses. They all beat each other. Okay. All righty, cricket for you. Come on, Roberto, square it up. Who was the first New Zealander to rack up 200 one-day internationals? 200 one-day international games. Yes. Don't think it would have been Sir Richard. They just didn't play enough then. It could be Chris Harris. It could be Stephen Fleming. It could be Chris Cairns. Oh, hang on. Uh, I'm going Dave Vittori. Oh, you did mention him, actually. Chris Harris. Chris Harris! It was Harry! How did he play? He played so many one-day games. Yeah. 
Because he never got, 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 never got injured. Dropped. Never got Never got dropped, man, never got injured. Oh, Roberto. Yeah, that, was, that was your chance. Cricket questions. Who was the first international player to ever play county cricket for Yorkshire? Oh, Sachin. It was Sachin. Tendulkar. I saw the date and I thought, oh, Beefy's going to know this. It was 1992. No, it was in 92. I thought it was a little bit later than that. So they had some rule or something, didn't they? Well, for a long time. You had to be born in Yorkshire. Oh, really? Yeah. For, until that's the, psycho. Until the mid-80s, that was the rule. Right. And, then and that's... I mean, you've got, West Indies going over in the 70s. Yeah, but yeah. Yorkshire, not. Nah. They're their own, that's staunch. North. Yeah, they're their own country, the Yorkshiremen. And then they started letting in players from... They're Rome, loyal like the, North, the northerners from... Game of Thrones. Uh, winter is coming, Rob. Winter is coming. Um, and then they had to make a statement with their first overseas player. Yep. And it was, yeah, Sachin. They went big. 2-0. I've got to get them all right now. No, you've lost. Which team is missing from this list? No, that was only the fourth question. Yeah, this is question five, and I'm already two up. This is to avoid oh, a whitewash. Oh. Okay, which team is missing from this list? It is a football question. Chelsea, Brentford, West Ham, Tottenham, Crystal Palace... And who? Which team is missing from the list? Chelsea, Brentford, West Ham, Tottenham, Crystal Palace, and who? Chelsea, Tottenham. Who else is from down there? Oh, um, what are they called? Arsenal. It is, Rob. You yes! the whitewash. How Arsenal. did I manage that one? What are, they, are they all the London teams? They are the London yes! teams in the Premier League. Roberto's got some brains. Yeah. I could have gone really hard on you. I That's pretty ridiculous that I only got a football. That was hard. I know. That's hard. But I, yeah, but I could have left off Brentford, who got promoted. I'd never the... even actually heard of Brentford. Exactly. It's the one by Heathrow. Okay. That's So I, I included them. I, I wasn't going to be that hard. Jeepers Christ. I think you'll get this one too. Yep. The, the King George V Gold Cup and Queen Elizabeth II Gold Cup are major competitions in which sport? Jumps racing, horse racing. No, I'm giving it to you. Why? Is it flat racing? Show jumping. Oh, is it? Show jumping. So the King George and what? The King George V Gold Cup and the Queen Mary II Gold Cup. Uh, oh, sorry, okay. Queen Elizabeth II, sorry. Oh, I, I said that, I think. Uh, a major competition in which sport? Show, oh, really? show jumping. Well, the King George is one of the big horse racing as events as well. But if they're both in show jumping, so be it. That's what the answer in the quiz thing said. Yeah, well, don't forget, <laughs> you asked me an American football question when the team was a baseball team. But that's all right. I don't mind that. 2-1 win. I asked myself this question on a on a thing. On a, a thing? On a thing. And, yeah. I, and my answer was going to be horse racing. And yeah, it, yeah. then it said show jumping. That's all right. Yeah. The King George is a horse racing, but possibly the other one isn't. There's no reason why you can't have the same named cups for different sports. How many Melbourne Cups did we go to during our thing, Rob? Many. Many. The Melbourne Cup of Arm Wrestling we went to. Yep. So, there you go. What are you... You, see, you look... It's 2-1. Yeah, we've, we've done. 2-1. All right. Should have got Chris Harris. You should have got... Although, I mean, there's a few around that time. I think Vittori probably got there, but... I'm pretty but sure he did. Harris would have been first. That's what the question was. Who was first? Mm. Damn it. How long have we got? Five minutes. Five minutes. Johnson woke news? Yeah. <laughs> We haven't done the gone near this much it. for a couple of episodes. This is interesting. This 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 came out from the NHS today. Mm. This that's the National Health Service in the UK. Uh, a little notice saying the causes of iron deficiency anemia in pregnancy. Iron deficiency anemia is most often caused by a lack of iron in your diet. Heavy periods and pregnancy are very common causes of iron deficiency anemia. Heavy periods can be treated with medicine. 
For men and for women whose periods have stopped, bleeding in the stomach and intestines is the most common cause uh, of uh, iron deficiency now anemia. Now, you've made a... That's, is that can't be what's written there, is it? That is what is written by the NHS. Because they're not trying to offend anyone, Rob. For men and women who have had periods. Because there are women out do, there... Do we need to say it? There are men out there... There are not men that have periods. There are men out there that may have been women in, in an earlier part of their lives who now have progressed past the point, if you've gone through menopause and decide, I want to be a man, you have stopped your periods. Is that going to actually really be offensive for... Okay, if I was a trans person... Yeah, if. Never never say never, Rob. Never say never. I can tell you, I will say never. (laughs) (laughs) And, and And I moved across to what I felt was my destiny. I would not for a moment feel offended... By the fact that they didn't refer to my new gen, both genders, <laughs> in regard to something that has traditionally, biologically, only ever been for for one. Never, ever in the history of the whole world have men have periods. I understand what they're doing in the social sense, what they're trying to do to be more inclusive, but just grow up a little <laughs> bit, would you? Uh, why are you offended by that? That's what it comes from. You know, I said the look. look that's got a song called "Look at Me." This is a, a, one of my favourite English commentators. He's he's homosexual himself, right? And he's one of these people who comes irritated by his own culture surrounding his own community, and he refers to him as the "Look at Me" brigade because he feels that a lot of these sorts of things are becoming quite insane. And I I, I understand what they're trying to do. Why do you got to be so petty? There's men having babies, Rob. It's, There's men it's not, having babies. It's, that's all I got to say. It's not not it's confusing <laughs> it is confusing i guess maybe it's not if there is a man having a baby it can only be one thing what a trans woman <laughs> yeah i don't know it's not arnold schwarzenegger on junior that didn't work out oh god uh, what? okay i mean it doesn't really affect me that much <laughs> But it doesn't actually affect that person that much either. But, uh, um, <laughs> but it's, the, it's the level of pettiness. <laughs> I, I cannot stand pettiness. It drives me insane. The, it's so self-indulgent, this rubbish. What, what's happened today when this thing has appeared is yeah. the number of women going, have I read that right? It's like, <laughs> what? For men and for women whose periods have stopped? What? <laughs> Um, Man says he feels marginalised as a straight male instantly gets dumped. A man was instantly dumped when he told his date that he was often marginalised as a straight male and she caught the whole date on film. TikTok star Javs said she went on the shortest date in history which was recorded because she was taking a selfie as the pair sat down in a cafe and in the background the man's voice can be heard and he says, as a straight male I often feel marginalised and the woman pauses for a second then looks back to the man. She then says I'm going home. Gets up leaves and then uploads the video to tiktok some viewers were convinced that it was staged but jazz added in the comments to make it real one quick thing i'm allowed to leave even if he said nothing at all that's the beauty of choice getting mad at me for leaving is a red flag uh one commenter said proud of you for leaving right away so many people stay because they feel obligated to another wrote this wasn't a red flag there was a whole state of emergency he said he felt marginalized as a white straight male you cannot ever feel marginalized because he is the oppressor Mm. one viewer commented while the second said treating someone as insignificant is marginalized however 
One stressed, I don't care what you say about how the patriarchy affects everyone. If I hear as a straight white male, I'm out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Well, I've got, I can su- summarize that one. They're all idiots. Everyone involved. Uh, what, uh, I, I agree that to declare as a straight white male, <laughs> you're this or particularly marginalized. To even say that, to even have to acknowledge what you are, you're an idiot. What, 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 or where you fit in here and there. Just, just look. You're just a person. You just, I, just say your name. When I, I hear the words what? TikTok and TikTok, star, and- <laughs> then I know it's fake. Just doing it for clicks, baby. <laughs> doing it for clicks. Oh man, nah, and that's and that's true. We're gonna yep. thank Jack Links, the best beef and ham jerky people. Ham jerky is a thing. Maple and brown sugar glaze, slow cooked and hickory wood smoked. Thirty percent off at Woolworths. Other supermarkets are available. Hundred uh, percent made in New Zealand as well. Same as the beef. Hundred percent grass fed New Zealand beef is mm. the beef jerky. Yep. Hundred percent New Zealand pig. Yeah. Is the ham jerky. I'm, Good. I'm thinking. Brilliant. So thanks to Beef. Uh, th- I wonder if the ham jerky is going to make its way into the upper atmosphere. Well, judging by what we already know of these products and where they have the tenacity to really make their best impact they can have on the careers, where would it best be focused for the ham jerky? That's a great point, Rob. Yeah. It's a food of astronauts, though, generally. Generally, it's a food of astronauts. So, so it can continue. I see no reason mm. why. Astronauts can't eat a bit of ham jerky as well. I'm all for it. I know they'll and be if all. They're uh, there in Thanksgiving. Get some turkey jerky up here as well. It Astronauts. Won't, it won't need a long sales pitch to close that deal, Beef. I'm already over it. Good. I'm already. I'm the spokesman for Jack Links. You're all over it, not all, over it. <laughs> I'm all over it. I'm Good. not over it yet. Yeah. It's been off the market. We don't want to be over it. It hasn't even launched yet. <laughs> yeah. No, it's out there. It's oh, there. launched. Food, food of astronauts, people. It's yeah, a food didn't of astronauts. <laughs> What's coming up, Rob? Anything exciting? We're in lockdown, so um, no. No. Getting a bit achy now, this COVID jab, but yeah, uh, I'm all right. Bit of dead arm. You'll go through that. Bit of dead arm. You'll be all right in the morning. Oh, look, I'm not whinging. I'm just, just keeping you updated on my progress. Are you feeling marginalised, Rob, as a white male? <laughs> Definitely not. Um, I can't even leave the house, though. We're all marginalised at the moment. That, oh, jeez. Mm. Oh, come on. That's not what I don't no, mean it no, like no, that. I agree with you totally. Yeah. I think it's a very good statement that you've just made. Oh, well, occasionally <laughs> it just pops out. Uh, please check out our Facebook page, 365 Days of Sport. There's some interesting content there. And yeah. uh, Rob's even agreed to start promoting the show <laughs> for once. Ah, <laughs> oh, first Facebook post in four years. We'll be back. So be it. <laughs> we'll be back uh, next week with a live show. Podcast will be out later in the week. I'm trying to get it out quicker, but I'm just failing at life. <laughs> Generally. I think you're doing great, Beef. Thanks buddy yeah thanks this has been episode number 211 of the greatest sports radio show on the planet 365 days of sports see you next week